because the last thing you want to do is retire and then be re relying on your father passing away. Hello, this is Mark Silverman, managing member and founder of Silverman & Associates, and I'm also a certified financial planner professional. I want to welcome you to the Saving with Silverman podcast. I'm glad you're here. Each week, we'll discuss different financial planning topics because making smarter choices about your money impacts the quality of your life. Hey, Mark, uh, I know we talk about various federal crimes that are on the books, but uh, this is one you probably didn't know, and I didn't know until earlier this week when I was reading some stuff. It would be impossible to count all those silly federal crimes in the book. Some, some are silly and some not. But did you realize it's a federal crime to lease a car to a person who plans to solicit a prostitute too close to a military base? <laughs> I was a federal crime to, well, I guess in most places, to solicit a prostitute. Yeah, but how are you, how are you going to... Nevada. Yeah. How are you going to know that this person is going to solicit a prostitute uh, right. when you lease them a car? And second of all, too close to a military base? Is that right. a specific a whole, situation there? Right, right. I mean, what you can't. It, what if you were to buy a car? Yeah, it's just I, I, it's it's very strange. A lot of strange things on the books like that, and, and we have these, a military base here, so I guess that's good to know for certain people. Yeah, I guess so. You're going to solicit a prostitute near Davis Month, and you know, make sure you buy your car, and not lease it. Does that mean it's okay if you solicit a prostitute when you're not close to the military base? Right. Yeah. Make sure you're farther away from the base. We know how with the distance you need to be away. No, I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> I haven't put a lot of thought into trying that. to help everybody. Right. I just, I just thought I would point that out because I thought it was kind of funny. Hey, let's go to the mailbag here. And, okay. I, and our first question today is from Lucy and Marana. Uh, Lucy says, I've decided to retire at 64, even though it's probably debatable as to whether or not I have enough retirement savings to do so. But my dad is in his mid-80s, and I know I'll be getting a fairly big inheritance from him someday. I just don't know when, and I don't know exactly how much. Is this a safe move for me to retire right now? Well, thanks for the question, Lucy. First, I'll say if anybody has a question that they want answered on here, if you go to our website, which is savingwithsilverman.com, you click the radio tab, there's a place to submit a question and chances are you'll get to hear it here on the air. So that's what uh, Lucy has done and we'll go ahead and answer her question. So, you know, inheritances are very tough. We like to know about them when we do financial planning, but it's impossible because we can't put a dollar amount or a date on that. So we don't know when you're going to get it and how much. So it's very hard to plan for. It's good to know about, but we can't really plan for it. So if you're trying to retire at 64, that's great. Um, I don't know what you have as far as savings, assets, pensions, you know, Social Security, whatever else you may have, how much you're spending. It's important that you have a financial plan independent of the inheritance and seeing if you can retire on your own. Because the last thing you want to do is retire and then be, re be relying on your father passing away in order to maintain that retirement. So it's important you have a financial plan um, on your own and having somebody run those numbers for you to make sure that you're making the right decision before you do retire eventually. But great question. Yeah, he may end up living to be 100 and also, uh, you know, may have some really incredibly high medical bills uh, late in life, right. and, and that one might eat up part of your inheritance so yeah absolutely Great a lot of point. things you don't know and as we say so many times there's no one size fits all when it comes to retirement planning that's why uh, mark silverman takes a look at everything involved next question here is from danny in catalina uh, danny says my retirement income consists of social security 
a small pension, and money that I withdraw from IRAs. How much tax should I be withholding for each of these income streams? Well, you know, legally, I'm not a CPA, so I'm not allowed to give tax advice. But, you know, it, it, it really depends on how much you want to be withholding. It depends on what your total income is and what bracket you are. Are you married? Are you single? You know, what bracket are you in? And that changes each year, as, as you know. So um, if you're working with a tax person, they should be able to estimate if you want to withhold how much you should withhold because you, you don't want to withhold too much. And sometimes you don't want to withhold too little, so you don't have to write a check at the end of the year. So it just depends um, on, on what's best and what you need to do. So, it, you know, looking at the tax brackets and see what your income might be for each year and get, get a percentage on what you might want to withhold is really the best way. So I can't really give you a number based on on what you what you said, but a tax person, a CPA should be able to tell you that. And then you can make that decision on how much you do want to withhold. And in fact, if you do want to withhold, yeah. you don't have to withhold either. Yeah. Okay, great question so far from Lucy and Danny. And one more here, Mark. Uh, it's from Melody in Tucson. And Melody says, my mom is retired. My dad is retiring in about two years. They want to buy a vacation home that they will eventually move into after dad retires. They don't have very good credit, so their interest rate would be a bit high. But if I co-sign the loan with them and have my name on the deed, they could get a lower rate. I'm also thinking that I could write off my trips to the vacation home since I'll be checking on my investment property. Is there a reason that I shouldn't do this? Well, there's a few reasons. Uh, and thanks for the question, Melody. Um, you know, one of the things is it, it would be a, an investment property. So the rate on that would be different uh, than, than an owner-occupied home. So you're going to be paying a higher rate. So that rate may be as high as maybe what your parents will qualify on their own. So, and as far as the situation of what you can write off for visiting them, uh, that's really a tax question that I can't really answer. I would ask a CPA as far as what, you know, what might be involved in that. But, you know, you just have to be careful. Obviously, it's your parents, so hopefully they don't back off the loan. But if they are retired, what if they don't have the income? You are responsible. Could that throw your own retirement into a problem? You know, there's just those certain factors. So I would see what kind of rate they can get on their own uh, if they do it their own. Because if you, like I said, if you were to get this mortgage for them, it's going to be a, a investment property, which is going to give you a higher rate and, and those sorts of things. So it might not be that advantageous to do it under your name versus just having them do it on their own. So again, I would ask a CPA as far as what you can write off. I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal as far as what you might be saving on that. I think the bigger question is, do you co-sign or not? A lot of factors. A lot of factors to consider there, and uh, I know that Mark could get a lot more specific uh, with his answers uh, by knowing more specifics of your financial situation, and and that's why it's so important to make that phone call uh, number coming up just a second. You know, we we get lots of questions from very very intelligent folks out there all over the place, and they would like to come in and have a conversation with you. Mark, uh, what kind of things, when you first sit down with someone or when you have an introductory phone call, what are the first things that are you're going to ask them? Well, really, the first thing is what's their concern? What was the reason for them calling? Because there's always a concern. So I want to address what their primary concern is and get a feel for that. The second is, you know, what kind of services we provide versus what kind of services do I think that they're looking for and making sure that we're in alignment. If we are, then I'll invite them to come into the office to meet in person for a getting acquainted meeting. But the first step is really to understand what their needs are, find out if we're going to be a good fit. I will try to give them advice, whether it's having them come into the office or point them in the right direction. If I don't think they are a good fit or they're not ready for what we're trying to offer or our services entail. But it's really, again, 
trying to help people. That's the reason why I got into this business is to, is to help people, but nothing happens until you reach out. Obviously we've had a lot more people reaching out lately, given what the markets are doing. You know, people have kind of gotten spoiled the last few years with, with the performance that they've seen in their accounts. And obviously things aren't going the way that we would hope so far this year, but it's a good chance to reevaluate, make sure you're allocated properly. Maybe there's some changes you need to make. Uh, and this is a good time for that. So nothing happens until you reach out. You've been listening to the Saving with Silverman podcast. If you have any questions at all about your financial situation, please give Mark Silverman a call. Again, his number is 520-333-7601 or go online to savingwithsilverman.com. For Mark Silverman, I'm Ron Stutz. We'll see you next time on the Saving with Silverman podcast. The Saving with Silverman podcast is brought to you by Silverman & Associates Wealth Management, LLC, based in Tucson, Arizona. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to shows. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Saving with Silverman to find us or visit savingwithsilverman.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Mark, and to learn more about how to make smarter decisions with your money. Did you know that Mark Silverman also has a radio show? Tune in to Saving with Silverman Saturdays and Sundays at 3 p.m. on AM 790 KNST. All matters discussed on this show are for informational purposes only. Opinions expressed are solely those of Silverman and Associates Wealth Management LLC and staff. All topics covered are believed to be from reliable sources. However, Silverman and Associates Wealth Management LLC makes no representation as to its accuracy or completeness. This show shall in no way be construed as a solicitation to sell securities or investment advisory services to residents of any state other than Arizona or where otherwise permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services offered through Silverman & Associates Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Arizona. Insurance products and services are offered through Silverman & Associates, an affiliated company.